Hi, readers. Welcome to Books Connect Us from Penguin Random House. This is a podcast about staying connected with each other and the stories and authors who inspire us. Laura Worrell's work has appeared in HuffPost, The Rumpus, and the Los Angeles Review of Books, among other publications. Sweet, Soft, Plenty, Rhythm is her provocative debut novel about the perennial temptations of dangerous love, told by the women who love Circus Palmer, trumpet player and old-school ladies' man, as they ultimately discover the power of their own voices. Now let's join editor Deb Garrison in conversation with author Laura Worrell. Hi, Laura. It's great to see you today. Um, really looking forward to a conversation about Sweet Soft Plenty Rhythm. So am I. So just to begin, before we launch into many things I want to ask you, tell me, um, just for our listeners, can you can we describe a little bit? Let's tell them what Sweet, Sweet Soft Plenty Rhythm is about. Sure. So the sort of one line I give is that uh, the book is about the women in a sort of playboy jazz musician's life. So the main character is Circus Palmer. He's this very charismatic, sexy uh, jazz musician. Uh, And like uh, lots of men like him, isn't necessarily very easy to pin down. So in the very first chapter, uh, he's on vacation with his, his favorite Uh, kind of girlfriend, and she tells him that she's pregnant. And of course, he's not happy to hear that news. And he leaves her on vacation and goes back to Boston, where he's from, and connects or reconnects with the other women who have been in his life, sort of in an effort to kind of escape that responsibility. But obviously, the women have other things in mind. They have their own needs and their own goals, their own lives. Uh, So each chapter is told from a different woman's perspective as he connects or reconnects with them. So we have his sort of journey as he faces or not faces this decision about what he's going to do about this uh, new information. And then we have um, each woman's sort of story as they're they're, uh, dealing with him. So we've got some of the main women in his life. uh, He has a daughter who's 14 and she's trying to figure out who she is and um, an ex-wife, and then, of course, the woman who is dearest to his heart, the woman who's pregnant, whether he realizes uh, she's dearest to his heart. So we follow him uh, and the women as uh, as they kind of move forward in this journey, and he figures out who he's going to be in the end. Well, that is a great description. And for me, when I first read the book, one thing that I found delightful about it and interesting was that I opened it and thought, as you said, you describe him, Circus Palmer, as the main character. When I started reading, I was like, okay, this is a book about a jazz musician and his women, and he's the main character. But I very quickly began to realize that, in fact, like Maggie, the drummer, jazz drummer, who he loves, who is pregnant, um, is is an important character. And then, you know, his daughter, Coco, who is just a riveting important character, I began to realize like, oh, wait a minute, this book is secretly not actually about the guy. The book is, as as you say, it's really about the women right? and their voices. For me, as I was reading along, they really are the meat of the story. And, and he's there, you know, he's the set, he's the sort of intersection of all these women and, and why we're reading about all of them in a way. But yeah. in, in the end, I definitely felt this is an incredible book about women's journeys 
to kind of own their their own selves and figure out what they wanted. And he was kind of, not that he's incidental to it, but in a way, it's it's an interesting journey in terms of who you're following and, and who you're rooting for and, and who really the main character is. You kind of turn it inside out and we realize we've just read a book about the journeys of a bunch of women and Circus kind of has to take take a different position in it all by the end. You know, I loved that that feeling of starting out thinking, oh, I'm reading a book about a, a difficult, you know, playboy. And now by the end, it was like, wow, I just read a book about these incredible women and, and what their stories are. And like Coco, the daughter, has a really strong arc in the book as to kind of discovering herself. I mean, she also has her mother is kind of a little bit broken. You know, she's she's sort of this bereft, divorced mom. And, and she's kind of fragile and then she has a powerful charismatic father right. and she's sorting that out. I mean, I, I feel like I'd love to talk to you about how you managed to write about so many different kinds of women like Coco, as I, as, as we mm-hmm. were saying, is this teenager who's finding herself. She's discovering her sexuality. She's sorting out, you know, she's in an interesting position with a white mom as a, as a biracial girl. Then, you know, you've got, um, his other different lovers who are in all different positions in their lives. I mean, how did you conceive of this cast of women and how did you write from so many, you know, most authors kind of have a point of view or two that they can write from, but I mean, I was really interested in how you managed to write from such diverse points of view for the women. How did you, how did you come across all of them or create them? So I'm I'm glad that you said that because to me the book is about women. The book is about the women. And yeah. Circus is maybe setting things off with this decision he makes in the first chapter, but after that it's about the women. And we hear their voices, we hear their experiences. It's their stories. Um and you can even sort of say it's their story as this kind of chorus of women yeah. who are, who are in a relationship, different types of relationships with this one man. Um, so absolutely, it's it's the women's story. Um, and one of the reasons that I wrote it is because I wanted to write women's stories. I mean, in general, I want to write women's stories. But in particular with this, I feel like there have been so many. I mean, you go back to, you know, centuries and there are stories about men who are having relationships with women and not necessarily giving their hearts, if we want to be romantic about it, to those women. And very often, the women in their lives are really just, you know, tools for their journey toward redemption or or self-awareness, or the women fit into these different tropes of what an attractive woman is, right? You've got the sexy one, and then you've got the sort of mother figure and that sort of thing. Um, And I was sort of very conscious at the moment when I had this idea of different books that were out, television shows that were out, um, films that centered that male character. And I wanted to make sure that Circus was an interesting character and compelling and not a trope, right? Not someone that you think, oh, he's just a jerk. But what was more important to me was that the women finally in this narrative that we've been watching for centuries, as I said, um, or the very least decades, um, about womanizing characters that we're finally hearing, this is what it's like on the other side of that relationship, right? There are consequences to this kind of behavior that can be, in some cases, detrimental to the women, or at the very least, 
um, very, very challenging. And on top of that, women have their own stories. They have their own desires. They have their own challenges. You know, as a character like Circus Palmer comes in and out of their lives, they're dealing with their own issues and challenges and family situations and everything else. So I wanted to, you know, I wanted to tell those stories. And then as far as uh, coming up with the different types of characters, part of what was was my goal was to kind of look at how these stories have been told before and retrieve those female types and flesh them out. So one really good example of that, there's a character named Peach who is a bartender. Right. And she is very pretty. She very much fits the sort of... Uh, right, she's the sexy. You can see right, her from like sexy. your high school class. Exactly. Yeah. She was she was always the prettiest, sexiest, right? She has a great figure. And I feel like very often in the culture, and particularly when the culture writes about that kind of woman, yeah. she's so easily discarded because um, she doesn't have a brain or she's not that interesting or she's just a body. And I didn't want to do that to her. So I created a character who at the same time isn't necessarily, you know, um, the the most intellectual of circus's lovers she still deserves respect she still deserves you know um understanding for where she's coming from and to be treated with with some fairness and and humanity um so i'm not really sure how i managed to sort of inhabit all of these different identities the only answer i have been able to come up with when I was younger, I was an actor. I wanted to be an actor. Oh, how yeah. interesting. Yeah. And the, so there's a part of me that's very much a mimic. Right. As, because they all have such different. This is the other thing. Just right. as your editor, I was really moved and blown away by the different tones of their voices. Right. Because so often right. with writers, you know, they have different voices they try to inhabit. But, you know, especially when they're female and you're a woman and you've been yeah. through certain experiences, which are your own. but you you really like peach is just so wonderful the way you inhabit this particular right. character you know each of them the voices are so unique um, right and i think and part alive. of it is like i said sort of being a mimic yeah so that's my sort of actor hat although i have not worn it in decades but as far as as a writer and just a human being i'm yeah. really interested in people and I don't want anybody to be, you know, freaked out if you ever meet me, but I really watch people, you <laughs> know, <job>. I, <laughs> I really watch people. I really listen. I really notice the small things that they do or say that really um, distinguish them. And those right. are the things that I pick up on and put into character. And I got to the point where you know, I do I do what a lot of writers do. I create biographies. I write myself letters from my characters so I can start hearing their voices and things like that. There's just a whole world that I have to create in my mind around them, but that once I do, I really hear them. And interestingly, Circus really started getting easy to write because I really heard him. You I knew him so him. well. Yeah. And, and Peach also. the other thing, Laura, that yeah. I think is so interesting here is because, you know, you start out with him as this kind of playboy who is right. kind of a jerk to Maggie when she tells him she's pregnant. Yeah. And, you know, we start out thinking of him in a certain way as that kind of guy. But one thing that's so effective about having the journeys of all these different characters and their interactions is that 
you do there. I guess because of the depth of these characterizations of, of these people you've created, no one person is any one thing. So that circus, right. and they really go on. I mean, there really is development and a journey for each of them. So right. like circus by the end, I mean, the women, it's not just that we see these women arrayed around him and we hear their stories in like in silos. In fact, there's so much interaction and so much development between them right. as, as he progresses through this story that they are really agents of change for him. And he starts off in a certain way, but by the end, he's kind of learned a lot from his mm-hmm. daughter, from Peach the bartender, from right. his broken wife. You know, I mean, he he really has to become enlightened in certain ways for this book to reach its conclusion. And the other thing I really loved is the way that you found ways, I mean, again, the characters were not just telling their own stories, like Peach and Coco, the, the daughter in the box, you know, the daughter, in yeah. one wonderful scene that I love, and I won't give away, I don't want to give any spoilers, but there's a way in which this teenage girl kind of manages to come into this bar and and she gradually realizes something about Peach and her father. Right. I mean, the, 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 the way that the characters affect each other, I mean, I guess what is it's so profound, and this is, of course, what great writing is about, is not just coming up with these characters and having them live on the page, but their interactions, which really thicken the plot and thicken right. the developments so that each, just as you said, Peach is not just the bimbo who's hot, you know, right. and we discover her depth you also take those subtle pieces of people and have them interacting with each other so that they're really affecting each other and helping each other grow. And in some way it becomes such a, to me, I mean, I wanted to ask you about your sense of the book in terms of its hopefulness or, Mm -hmm. you know, is, you know, some of the people in it are a little bit broken in certain ways. And we see that, I mean, you're not, this is not a Pollyanna-ish vision of love at all. But somehow, I guess I wanted to ask you, do you feel there's a hopefulness in their interactions? Like, I found something very positive about how much they could be agents of change in each other's lives as Circus figures out what to do with these different women and their journeys and how he fits into them. Well, you know, the kinds of stories, and I will include, you know, movies and television that I like as a consumer, um, acknowledges that that people are complicated and yes. that there are layers and even the most apparently simplistic simple-minded person has layers to them in the world around them that is complex and that's the, those are the types of characters that I'm interested in writing about and even like I said with Peach here's a character who on the surface really doesn't seem to have much going on as far as what the culture decides is interesting. And I didn't even necessarily want to say, actually, when she goes home, she's reading Russian literature. But I wanted to, you know, say that there's still humanity in this. Humanity, for sure. There's still, you know, there's still a story here um, that is is worth hearing. Um, And so, yeah, I think that everybody in this story grows. Everybody in this book learns something. They don't always end up, you know, we don't, we don't leave them in this sort of shining moment of glory and redemption necessarily. Not some, some people will kind of redeem themselves. Others may not in the eyes of the reader, but to me, that sort of mirrors life, right? Sometimes we grow, sometimes we um, uh, reconfigure Yes. Situations in our mind and we don't necessarily always make the wisest choices. Um, And so I wanted to I wanted to show that. 
I also think, you know, I, I will not, uh, well, I'll say this. I feel like, unfortunately, um, for the most part, if you're in a relationship with somebody who is not giving you what you want um, and is uh, in and out of your life, there's probably is something a little broken in you if you're going to if you're going to stay in that situation over the long term. I mean may, maybe that's not fair to say. I guess what I'm saying is that most people I think are broken in some way and there's always going to be a type of attraction, a type of relationship that feeds what's broken in you. Maybe that's a more accurate way, way to say that. You know, we're all a little bit broken and we all choose relationships or involvements that you know, trigger or touch whatever is broken in us. And maybe hopefully um, being in those relationships are going to fix or repair or heal in some way, Yeah, um, whatever that is, and help us grow and become happier, more connected people. And I wanted to give all of the women in this book a chance to do that. Whether or not they all do remains to be seen, but I wanted to give them a chance to do that. Um, I think a lot of people are in relationships like this. Maybe they're not always sexy, charismatic musicians, but I think a lot of people um, are in relationships where they're not getting their needs met or they're not getting, you know, um, the the love and the commitment and the loyalty or whatever it is that they're looking for. Um, and I wanted these women to have a chance to sort of liberate themselves from that. But I also know that not everybody does. Really interesting. I mean, I definitely feel a hopefulness in it because I felt like you weren't, you didn't hide from the darkness uh, and the difficulties some of the women had, but you also, to me, I'll just confess uh, before we end here that I found the ending hopeful. I feel like that, that ability of people to change and grow and maybe to repair the, I, to me, it was a journey toward wholeness. I'll just say that for our listeners. Um, and really so delightful to meet so many different kinds of women. I mean, the diversity in the book is just splendid. I mean, diversity on every level. Um, and well, I'll just last thing I want to add, because we're sort of out of time, but I just, the other thing I wanted to mention is just the period of the book, which to me was also yeah. delightful. It's set in the Obama years. The Boston Marathon bombing happens during the book and is a very crucial moment for Coco and her community. But but um, is there something about that setting? I mean, I wondered why the book was set in that time. And if you can say something about that before we say goodbye. I, to me, that sure. was kind of a nice period to go back to. Sure. Um, well, maybe that. It was a nice period to go back to. It was also the period in which I started writing it. So oh, it, interesting. I started writing it, I believe, like 2013. So Obama was still president. president. I was um, I was living in Boston. Um, and then when the Boston Marathon bombing happened, that's actually where Coco came to me. Coco was not in the book. His daughter was not in the book there. He had no children until the Boston Marathon bombing happened. And there's a chapter for Coco um, that right. takes during that bombing. And so that's kind of how time and place came together. Um, so it really was just it kind of was around that that moment. But I do want to say something about hopefulness. I, I didn't address that part of your question. Um, as important as it was to me to sort of reflect what I saw as, um, you know, the challenges of relating in, in this day and age, I did want to not only end on a note of hope, 
but I wanted all of the characters to have hope and not in a Pollyanna-ish way, but in a way of like, you know, these it, it's it's not always easy to connect. It's not always easy to, to find and keep love in our lives, but it's worth it. And when we, mm. you know, when we face ourselves and we look at those broken areas and we try to connect with each other in spite of them or maybe because of them or through them, that's where real redemption, that's where real connection happens. And I do think that it it happens in the book um, for a lot of the characters. And um, I think it not only ends on a really hopeful note, but I think all of the characters, you're going to leave them in a place where you feel like they're going to be okay. Oh, that's such a great place to end. I love these characters. I mean, I'm just now bursting with (laughs) feelings about them hearing you say that. And I can't wait for our listeners to get a chance to read Sweet Soft Plenty Rhythm. Really so wonderful to work with you, Laura. And thank you so much for talking to, to us today. All right. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Thank you for listening to Books Connect Us. For more great book recommendations and information about your favorite authors, feel free to follow Penguin Random House on social media or visit penguinrandomhouse.com. And if you've enjoyed what you've heard, go ahead and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts as it helps more listeners to find our show. This podcast is produced by Pat Stango and edited by Clayton Gumbert. I've been Aaron Leaf, and until next time, this has been Books Connect Us. Books Connect Us.